All right, we are live. Our guest isn't here yet. Let me check Twitter real quick. Oh, here he is. Hold on. Yes, hello. Hello. Hi. Yes, All right, I, everybody. Uh, I'm not using. Uh, I'm not using my. Uh, my camera, I hope, is okay. Oh, yeah, that's all right. I, I wasn't <laughs> expecting you to. But uh, thank you for being here. Um, what an exciting episode. It's episode 40. Wait, are we live? Are yes, we we, oh, we are live, sir. We just went live. That's, yeah. Yes. So, I mean, Bronze Age pervert, Bap, he needs no introduction. He's, uh, he's author, literally in the Bronze Age. I have the book yes. right here. Author of Bronze Age Mindset, host of the Caribbean Rhythms podcast. So excited that you're finally here. Thanks for coming. Yes, thank you for uh, uh, your show. It's an honor to be here. Uh, I do not know what uh, to call you. Um, I don't want to call you hypocrite because you're the anti-hypocrite. So uh, it's LP. Uh, yes, LP. That's what I usually go by. Yes, and Annika, it's a pleasure to meet you. I, I, uh, it's first time, yes. I must apologize to you and uh, audience because I'm a bit low energy today. Uh, they have weaponized pigeons against me. Uh, I could not sleep until basically last Wednesday, and I moved uh, apartments because uh, it, the, win the window ledge was infested with pigeons. And um, yeah, they, they make, I can see your face, you're skeptical, Annika, but they make no, horrible I'm, noise. I'm like infested with pigeons. I live in they, Houston, so we get uh, mosquitoes. Yeah, they come at dawn no and they fight. They, it's like a gangland fight on my window ledge. So uh, I have to move, but then I go on street and I'm having a coffee and this pigeon flies right next to my face, flapping its <laughs> wing. I do not know if it gave me anything. I, I, I am low energy today. I must apologize. The pigeons where, are gang stalking you. Where in Eastern you. Europe are you? Or are, yeah, he's gang stalking. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Uh, um, no, that's you, okay. I, I'm, <clears throat> I'm recovering from uh, a bit of a cold myself. So I'll apologize COVID. to you if, if yeah, I have to COVID. clear my throat or anything like that. Um, Okay, there's a lot to talk about, but I, I have to say, Annika, I'm seeing a tree and a stocking. I'm looking at my calendar. What is this? This is too much. Come on. Um, I November. It started, it's November second, right? That should be yeah, illegal. I, I put it up. A, I know. I put it up a couple of days for Halloween, um, just to see if the tree worked, because the lights. I wanted to make sure, and then it just just snowballed. <laughs> So I didn't put everything away. So I could I could start a fire if you want. I have a fireplace right there if you if you'd like. Would have been good. Uh, I like yeah. fire. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, uh, I was trying to think of what would be some good topics to go over with BAP because he's very you're a very unique thinker, and I wanted to make sure that I made the most of this. So I was trying to think of what we should talk about. I came up with one thing I wanted to ask you about. So I'll start with this. And then after I'll see if you have things you want to talk about. Cause I know sometimes when I get invited on other people's shows, I always have plans for what I want to say. And then the, the conversation gets so controlled. I, so I'll open it up to you, but my one, no, I have no plans. <laughs> I have backups. I have some backups too. So that's all right. Um, the one thing I did come up with that I think might be, oh, oh, I have a quick update first. Before we get into this, I want to do an update because sometimes we like to give updates on our past guests. So we had Nikki Klein on the show 
a few months ago who was in the Nixium cult, the sex cult. I don't know if you if you heard this story, yes. Bap. Um, she's what you might call a loyalist to Keith Rainier. Or Rainier. She's um, she's saying that the whole cult angle is is media nonsense. It's fabricated. And they've launched a lawsuit against um, Stars Network, who made a documentary, $12 million lawsuit against Lionsgate for defamation. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that lawsuit goes. Of course, I don't have a lot of, you know, it used to be in the day, you could kind of, you would say, well, I, I don't know who's telling the truth here. Let the courts figure it out. But now I, I don't have a lot of faith in the courts like I maybe used to. But regardless of yeah. that, I wanted to ask your if you have any thoughts on the whole Nexium thing, your thoughts on Keith Rainier. Is, is he a, an example of the Bronze Age mindset or is he just a sleazy con man? Uh, no, I, um, I, I encourage your audience. There is a poster called Loki Julianos at Loki Julianos who has done a lot of independent uh, research on this cult and other similar and uh, I will uh, let him speak for it. Now, this cult in particular, I don't know many detail about. The, uh, I suspect that like Epstein operation, it is a cutout for uh, other governments to do other things uh, within, let's say, Canadian, uh, Canadian or American society, you know. Because, uh, well, I don't want to go on to Epstein now, but I can if you wish, you know. Oh, well, let's hear it. Sure. You can, yeah, go, go off. Well, I was told by someone and I never, uh, you know, I am gentleman. I never show and tell, but I was told by someone and you would be surprised if I told you the name. Um, but he say uh, Epstein was very obviously a Mossad operation because in the United States, the plan was, for example, the Republicans are pro-Israel because of the evangelical thing. And so that is pretty secure because that is their voting base. But on the, on the Democrat side, the older Democrats are pro-Israel uh, as a matter of, let's say, uh, personal relationships, but not out of ideological, uh, anything ideological or anything based in principle that can survive test of time. And as those personal relationships slowly frittered away, uh, the older Democrats died, the Epstein operation was made to shore up support on the Democrat side, this person uh, says. Uh, and uh, brought uh, various evidences to this. And if you look within Israel itself, the Netanyahu family does not like Epstein. They consider him very much part of the, uh, what is the Ehud Barak world, you know. And uh, there is uh, image of, of course, Barak going into Epstein's house in New York. But uh, I don't want to get too much into detail and sound like a paper string uh, conspiracy theorist, but obviously... Epstein, uh, if he worked for anyone, um, that's very plausible. And then Nixium, uh, I, I, I like to pronounce it, and Nixivum. I, I, I don't know that's you. But um, I would think any big cult like this, uh, well-funded, this many important people, is a cutout for some similar type intelligence operation. 
Yeah, it makes sense when you say that because there was, you know, I know like the Mexican president was involved in this and, and other members, uh, you know, political people and rich, wealthy people. So I never really thought about that, but it makes sense when you say it. Yeah. Well, Epstein being friends with like uh, Prince Andrew, like there's there's a lot of I mean, we know all the politicians like um, the like what's there's Bill Gates, there's Bill Clinton, there's all of those. I think it'd be nearly impossible for him to be connected to all of those people just based on a relationship of money. Um, I think that there's got to be ideology. There's got to be other things, other lifestyle choices, because a guy like Epstein doesn't exist in a vacuum. Like he's not, he's not like the one guy who does the one thing. Those people that it's always dominoes. There's well, always I think the Mossad thing, you know, I've heard that before and I find it so plausible. I, I, I'm not, I'm no expert in geopolitical seen, stuff, but it, it makes here. sense to me. And if I, all I'll say is if it's true, I hope it comes to light and I hope Israel pays for that because, you know, all the, all the nations are spying on each other all the time. We know, we know there's lots of espionage, but when you start using underage, doing underage sef- sex trafficking, you're crossing a line there. You know what I mean? That, well, that's a, you that's another do, thing. You cannot do gay stuff anymore, right? You can't compromise people with gay stuff. Right. Especially exactly. the Democrats. Yep. So the compromise needs yeah. to get worse and worse. But I don't blame other countries for doing this or whoever is behind Nixium, because if I had the resources, I would do something similar because the uh, politicians in West today are such vain Worthless people. You see this documentary about Huma Abedin and uh, Anthony uh, Viner, and yeah. they are such unctuous people, uh, so insecure in uh, not just their status, but in their conception of their own selves and so forth. So uh, many of them possessed by uh, disgusting lusts. So it's quite easy, I think, to manipulate these kinds of people. And going back to 1980s, Japan remarked on how just cheap American politicians were, 20 or $30,000 in a dinner out. If you're a foreign country or even in the, uh, independent intelligence organization, if such thing exists, would you not do the same? I don't know. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't use sure... under, I wouldn't traffic underage um, no, sex no, victims. I, I, that's, that's just my I morality think meant, talking no, there. You know? Yeah, I, I think kind of where he was going with that with would you do the same is if you had the ability to ensnare right. no, I your, get it. Yeah, uh, enemies, yeah, sure. um, you know, at any well, cost. It, and if you think about, about it with progressivism, we're running out of things to to trip people up with, like what he was saying earlier. It's a point about the the weakness of this government and how easy it is to uh, to bully its politicians to buy them off, you know. Yeah, it's. I think it's a very good point. Uh, but let's move on to the next thing. That that was good. Uh, we'll we'll move on from the pedophilia stuff now. <laughs> That's enough of that. Um, so this is what I wanted to ask you about because I've been thinking about the social credit system in China a lot lately. And the reason I've been thinking about it a lot is because I keep seeing conservatives make the comparison over the last couple months. Like I have here, I just have one example up here. This was something that was posted on a lamppost and it says level up your social credit score, report the unvaccinated to earn more. So, So a lot of people are kind of looking at what's going on with the COVID mandates and all the hall monitoring 
and comparing it to the social credit system in China. And I think when you talk about the social credit system, there's a really knee-jerk reaction uh, of from the libertarian aspect of conservatism, the freedom-loving aspect to think that this is like the worst thing that could happen. If you look at the actual um, social credit system, the things that will get you docked are things like littering or not paying your rent on time or not visiting your parents enough, which is kind of wholesome. So, you know, I, my thing that I've been preaching for a while is to, is to try to encourage more social stigma for stuff like that, like things that I'm against uh, to put social pressure on people to, you know, to be less degenerate or whatever it is. That's from my perspective. And when I look at the social credit system, I think, well, maybe in a in a world with that many people, maybe you need something a little more enforced, a little more um, systematic. But I know from reading your book that you think the world we live in is kind of a prison. It's like oppressive. So I would, I would assume, right, that you would be against having another layer of control like the social credit system, but just playing devil's advocate here, you must realize that the average person out there isn't going to live up to the standard that you've set in your book. And so I'm wondering if, if it doesn't make sense to have a system to keep those people in line for the greater good, so to speak. Well, uh, are we talking about China or United States? Because in China, uh, I have never been in China. I was in Hong Kong for a bit, and it felt uh, like a freer city than anything in America. And my Chinese friends also say that, uh, yes, you cannot insult the party or such thing. And I remember this also, by the way, from East Bloc, where you could not openly say, uh, I shit on the head of government or of the dictator and so forth. But in private, you could say almost anything and you, would, you wouldn't be reported. So actually, there would be, even I would say in East Bloc 1980s, there was a lot more freedom than there is in America right now. And I so, imagine it's the same in China. Uh, certainly, there's more economic liberty in China than in the United States. Um, if you look just at the amount of time it takes to incorporate, for example, it, uh, but I don't think another layer of control in America is a good idea. I think it's already very much, uh, it's, it's much worse right now than it was in, let's say, Soviet Union or East Bloc in at least 1975 on. Why would you want another layer of control to give to people who are corrupt and malicious? Let's uh, go, Brandon. No, totally. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not in favor of it, but I'm... I guess I'm just curious in exploring the idea from if it was a system where the values that were being enforced were values that you agreed with. And I and guess. also, uh, this is another thing I'll add, is that I'm not saying like you would go to jail for 
because that's not how it works. Like if you look at how it works, it's the, the it's like you lose privileges, like you don't get to ride yeah. on the more comfortable subway car and stuff like that. So it's it's more of a carrot than a stick, really. Okay, LP, what do you do if somebody's mother already died and they can't visit her, or what if their mother? Well, I mean, I would assume that, that they would be exempt, right? Like, see, but then I'm, but I'm then trying to make a steel man version of the like, good the good version of this just should, for the sake of conversation. We should henpeck one another. We shouldn't have the government henpeck us. Well, like, the only should keep one another in line. I don't like the social credit score by the government. The only thing that's new about the social credit is that some layer of technology that makes it easier to centralize these things. I don't think it's a good idea because uh, if there's any solution today in America is some type of decentralization allowing laboratory of the states or local communities to decide. I don't see why uh, you know, I mean, you're asking me kind of a, a some ideal political system question, which I don't like to think about because uh, you know I would not be allowed to talk on your show at my ideal political okay. system. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I guess that answers that question. Then, did you? I'll throw it out again. There. Did you have anything you wanted to talk well, about? I, I want to praise your account. Uh, I I have many friends enjoy very much what you do. And uh, I don't know if you know Orwell and Good. He also oh, yeah. is big account. Yeah. He does uh, similar. Uh, and I just want uh, to encourage people uh, on my side, in, you know, or the frog world or whatever you want to call it, the online right. There are some people who look, uh, they say, oh, pointing out hypocrisy is not, good enough it's not it doesn't harm the other side i think they forget that um the main task is still the discrediting of this regime in front of normal people and so the kind of rhetoric you and orwell and good and other uh, big very nice accounts do is i think very important for waking people up it does wake up normal people and uh if there's anything i want to say on your show is to encourage more people to do what you're doing or to pick one particular aspect of this regime and uh, expose and embarrass that. For example, I don't know if you know Josiah Lippincott. Uh, he is he's embarrassing the hell out of the top press of American military now, just showing how uh, corrupt and woke and incompetent they are. And uh, he is doing so as... Um, an ex-captain. He was a captain in the Marines, I believe, an infantry captain. Uh, he he's doing very good. Josiah Lippincott. People should should look him up. And or or there was um, an account that mocked academia. Um, I forget its exact um, name. Something like peer review. Uh, yeah, the like. peer peer reviewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. You know, so one guy tackled the top press of the military, which is very important because many. People who are otherwise uh, skeptical of this regime still think the military is an uncorrupted institution, and he's exposing that very well. And this peer review, I forget the full name, I will look it up now, but he was only posting uh, basically what you and Orwell and Good do, but he was doing that for academia. He was 
picking up oh, you you cannot find him on twitter they banned him because of this you know yeah i think um, they, i think somebody picked up where they left off but yeah it was like real peer review or something like real that. peer review yeah, yeah that real peer review. Yeah. and he was posting just abstracts from the absurd stupid pa papers uh, written in academia today with some highlights and they called that violence and they called you know they he was just posting their own abstracts and embarrassing the hell out of them and i think uh, I don't want to say frauds, just normal people online. Uh, this is what uh, they should do. They should pick one aspect of regime, whether it's journalism and the press, like you and Orwell and Good often do, or, or these other things, the military, the, the pharmaceutical industry, the academia, and expose them, expose their stupidity. I think this is a big task in 2022. Uh, expose them for a normal, uh, let's say, above-average intelligence audience, uh, is this uh, is this something you would agree with? I don't know. This is what I want to say uh, mainly on this encouragement. Yeah, well, first of all, thank you for the... I'm glad you like the account. And also shout out to Orwell and Good. He really helped me get my account going, actually. Like, he really... He gave me lots of retweets and helped, helped me get the the momentum going. Yeah, I think, I think people maybe underestimate their ability to actually have an impact. You know, I'm just a web developer. You know, I write JavaScript for a living and I, I don't, I'm not an academic. I don't have special training. If you saw my analytics on Twitter and Facebook, like I'm hitting a million people a day, two, three million people a day. See You're bigger stuff, than newspapers. You know? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I don't have a huge head about it. I don't think I'm changing the world, yeah. but I'm, I'm doing something. I like to think. I like to think I'm pushing the needle. Just um, a LP, bit. the the thing that I think a lot of people appreciate about folks who do like the montages, like um, you can't stop progress, and like what Orwell and Good is, uh, what you guys do is that um, it's very easy for someone like me to point out one single incident and other people to come in and say, oh, but that doesn't happen all the time. Come on, that's just one tiny. But when you can show people two hours of footage of shit that's happening um, yes. just that week, and you're like, this, this is why I'm mad. This is why I'm mad versus like one little thing. I think it at least, even though, yes, those are all individual little you know, blips around the world, I think it kind of shows why conservatives, and I don't even consider myself a conservative, but it shows why the non-progressives are mad because they're seeing this stuff all the time. And it's, yeah. uh, and I think that that's, so I can, I can link one of my progress, well, I don't really have very many left anymore, but I can link them like one of your videos and 30 seconds and they're like, I can't take this anymore. Like this, you know, it's, it's yeah. nice to, to get that confirmation that, okay, it's not me. This is really happening. I'm not just noticing, you know, individual situations and blowing them out of proportion. So anyway, I think that's one of the things that people like is it, it also, there's that relatability, that whole, okay, this isn't just me. Everybody else sees it too. And I noticed that on the live streams, the, uh, with the, you can't stop progress, everybody's in agreement. And it kind of feels good. Because yeah, it's a bit you, cathartic to know that. When, you're not yeah, the when you leave, for sure, yeah. you can't stop progress, and you go back into the real world. Nobody agrees with you. Like everyone thinks you're crazy, and it's like, okay, we're all crazy together. So, I don't know. That's just kind of my opinion. 
what the hell is going on with no this? that's disgusting they, what they see on TV. Okay, so okay. The lady on the I, well they don't the, the they human, don't see this yet so there's a, there's well, a human, i'll show okay. it let's pull it yeah, up here because this is oh. this is a bit of a pivot here but i wanted to okay. ask yeah, just that. the audience understand when i say disgusting i was not talking about what annika just said yeah <laughs> it's an image that's up on the screen we're looking at this with uh so-called huge ass surgery photograph you know? yeah so this is this is actually the before on the right side and the after on the left side and so what the person yes. tweeting this is saying that you know it only took 10 years for the plastic surgery industrial <laughs> complex to convince people that this body on the right is uh not good enough um, I, I wanted to ask yeah. your thoughts on this, Bap, because I know you're big into aesthetics <laughs> and are, just your thoughts on general on beauty standards, particularly for women, because they've been they have been changing really rapidly. You have these lip injections, the the Brazilian butt lifts, and I personally am, am not a fan. I find that women are kind of starting to look a little bit freakish. Yes. I was wondering what you think about that. <laughs> well, in particular with this tweet, uh, my friend, the bureaucrat, has a good quote tweet of it saying, ah, yes, it's a, it's a grand uh, Anglo conspiracy to reform women according to famous Anglo tastes of having a gigantic ass. You know, as, if <laughs> as if that's a part of wasp culture to, to right. value the ass. Western no, beauty no, standards. Yeah. yeah, that's not a part of wasp culture. That's, uh, it's, you know, you call it the Brazilian but lift, right? I, I lived in Brazil a long time. When I first got there quite a while ago, the, you could see on the street, uh, you know, bunda, a paixão nacional, meaning uh, ass, the national passion, you know. And uh, if you watch old video of Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in Rio, he also say, uh, yeah, I like the ass. I like the ass. This is a big part of, uh, let's say, certain... Uh, tropical culture that uh, is highly sexualized and uh, sees, you know, the, the giant ass as opposed to, and there are uh, biological studies of this also in primates and in different types of human societies. Yeah, so baboons. if you, yes, in baboons, so, uh, you know, preference for the ass uh, as opposed to preference for, let's say, breasts or face, preference for face. And in, within different human societies, if you go to traditional pastoralist societies, for example, even in Africa, they value very highly the face, you know, like the Tutsis and uh, the Nilotic pastoralists, they, they, uh, the rulers of Rwanda right now, so forth, Paul Kagame, he has a very refined look and they value very much the face. As opposed to certain other cultures, they, uh, you know, it's all about. Ron, yes, but would you would you say that there's a difference in those cultures as far as like the carnal, like the way that they view sex as just like a um, like a sport versus people who want to look into the eyes and want to. There's like a communication there, and there's a um, there's a pursuit that takes yeah. place more so like where it's a consensual pursuit between two people versus yes. one. Versus the others turned around backwards and the others just trying to <laughs> like, do you, have you noticed any, anything else in those? Well, uh, I, I, I don't know if I would use the word consensual as central, but you are right that um, you cannot have a romantic idealized love based on the ass, right? That's Arnold Schwarzenegger grabbing ass in, you know, and even in Brazil itself, 
the two there are two kinds of women and these kinds of thunder thighs women with gigantic ass and powerful thighs are seen by the men as look i don't know if this is family show i will not use rough language but they are seen by the men as something you use all night for hard core intercourse and then the other kind of girl who is kind of petite and elegant something like this but for let's say what you just said like sport uh can i say yeah. fucking on the show that yes. type of thing whereas uh the other type of girl who's sort of you have that still in brazil and that you know that they go for the petite elegant look and that's very much favored these days there and those kinds of girls get treated much better and this so when you say evolving beauty standards i think these two kinds have have always existed to some extent or other in all societies if it's spreading right now in united states and i i hear that it's a problem that what you just said the lip injections where they start to look like a clown uh, of the unicoid pers- uh, persuasion let me put it that way it's a euphemism um you know uh, let's say a man who become a eunuch who dressed like woman i will not use keywords to not to trigger the facebook censorship algorithm but why girl would want to start uh look like this uh look i think that's mainly for uh fat girl and for girl with small breast who is fat over 70% of women in america now are overweight some people say 40% are obese in certain demographics that's not true in other demographics it's much higher than that but you don't see i think girls like taylor swift go for this right so it's usually a woman who has maybe body type of baron harkonnen and if you <laughs> if you're built like a mass of flesh like baron harkonnen and maybe you have small tits too maybe you see this on television and rihanna or whoever they watch and they think oh it'll make me attractive too but i don't know what you think about it huh? Well, I I think that actually makes a lot of sense what you're saying, but I'm glad there are at least some places where where men can still be men and we can still have beautiful women. For example, if you're ever up in my neck of the woods, we should we should hit the Hooters. What do you What do you think? <laughs> oh God! Oh God! Look at this! Is the audience seeing this? You know? Yeah, they're seeing this. Yeah. Is that real or is that like girls dressed up for Halloween? I can't I, imagine. I mean, there. I I think is it's that, real. I mean, is I, that a, an act? Yeah, but I mean, like, come on. Are these employees <laughs> of Hooters, or is this like a joke? A bunch of, a bunch of big girls decided to go and pose in front of a Hooters as if they worked there. Or it's very it, disturbing. Have you guys seen what's happened all, to American? Real quick. Uh, sorry, I don't mean wearing, to interrupt. Go on. No, no, no. Real quick. I'm noticing they're all wearing pantyhose with control top. Oh God. You're not supposed to wear. Con- I know this, their legs look like they're wrapped in saran wrap. And then you see the, like the line, the two girls. Yes. on the. Yeah. You're yes. not supposed to wear, those are actual pantyhose with control top. You're not supposed to wear <laughs> those with like, yeah, they shouldn't be wearing those. They it's look very ridiculous. disturbing. Uh, have you guys seen what's happened to the body type of American gymnastics team? The women's gymnastics team. Oh, where they're team. getting overly muscular from like the hormones? I don't know what they are taking, but they used to be pixies. Yeah, they used to be like Yeah, they used to be lean and yeah, petite. And now um, I'm trying to remember the name of the the first gymnast that they had that was really thick. But um, yeah, a lot of them are are getting like really bulky. And I don't know if that's just a change in nutrition 
maybe, or maybe they're working them out differently than they used to, but yeah, they used to be long and lean. Now they're, now they're very, or petite, but they were, they were very lengthy. Now they're very thick and bulky. I am afraid of them. They could crush you with those thighs. But <laughs> I, no, I think that uh, it, I've heard the explanations that they go for this body type because it helps them to spin faster in certain ways. But I don't know if it's related to this uh, trend you, you, you guys just mentioned, but it's very disturbing. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, why they want to make themselves look like unicoid clown, you know? Yeah. I think with gymnasts, it, it might just be more <clears throat> modern nutrition and stuff. I mean, because I know that they test them for steroid usage. Um, but uh, Or to be honest, it's probably the women who are uh, built that way are better at gymnastics. Because if you want to look at the, the, I guess, just the, the standards from back then to now, that might give a little bit of... Uh, yes. I have, uh, actually, I have another image here that's kind of on topic for this that, that was going around. Let me load this up. Because humans of... are getting bigger. You know that Bronze Age. Like if you look at chairs from 200 years ago, it's not just weight. We're just larger people. We're taller than we used to be. Yes, nutrition is... has improved, but I'm afraid the weight is something yeah. rather new and might lead to a world where being lean is seen as freakish and Maybe people in 50 years won't even remember what it means not to be obese. You know, it's all going to be like the Venus of Willendorf. You know, the will, feeding, it's a feeding culture. It's a feeding yeah, fetish. Yeah, and I'll agree you know. with you on that. And if you didn't see the faces of a lot of the gymnasts or the hair, I could see how many would mistake them for men. Yes. <laughs> would you think that uh, this uh, a feeding fetish culture, that you're, you're describing the aesthetics of a feeding fetish culture? Yeah. Anyway, LP, do you want to explain what we're looking at? Uh, so this is a woman before oh and God. after like plastic surgery, I guess. And as you can see in the, on the left, there's she has a kind of a natural beauty. And then on the right, she just looks kind of freakish. I think this is with maybe like some Instagram filters applied to because that's another element to it, to the whole like uncanny valley thing that's happening with women is when you're seeing their pictures they've been ai modified <laughs> through several yeah. layers right so they that looks like a, urukai yeah. <laughs> yeah um the not to point out something we all know but men don't like this like they've done plenty of studies they've done plenty of surveys men regular normal men prefer natural breasts even if they're smaller they prefer natural asses even if they're smaller they prefer their women to be more like what nature intended even if they're not perfect and there's a there's all these women saying men's beauty standards and um it's women placing these standards on women men don't want this fish look yeah. there are a few guys i'm sure out there that prefer the fake look i've met guys that would prefer a woman that looks fake but those guys have their own issues. But these women are doing this. And there was a video, LP, you might have put it in, you can't stop progress. A woman was talking, or a girl was talking about how expensive it was for her every year to get wax, to get all these things, to go to the gym. She was very overweight as well. And all of these things that she had to do, her eyelashes, like all this stuff she did, fake yeah. tan. And like all <laughs> the men in the, in the 
uh, comment section were saying, we don't like that. That's disgusting. Like, stop. Like, you're fat. Like, yes. just just lose weight. Like, <laughs> yeah. eat right. Stop gluing shit to your eyes. Like, stop injecting shit in your face and go run a lap. Like, that's yes. what the guys were saying to her. And the women were telling her how beautiful she was. And it's like, these women are doing this for women. We don't dress for men. We dress for women. So yes. the women- Thank you, Annika, for saying blame, this. Yeah, yeah they always- blame like men don't know what type of scarf you're wearing or they don't I mean they want a woman who's clean she looks you know like she's had a shower and maybe doesn't smell like shit and yes guys appreciate a woman who dresses up nice but we're doing it for other women that's like yeah. we don't do it for men so anyway uh, I'll stop off that rant but yeah this woman looks ridiculous I actually thought she was a post-op on the right <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They they, they go. Look, I cannot. I cannot say trans. that word. But they yeah. look like well, they look like trans women. Yes, they look. No, trans like women this, are yeah. women too. Bronson age pervert. You can say that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> the, the unicorn clown look. I don't know uh, how does this fashion spread. Thank you for saying, Annika. I think it. It's not about sexual competition for men. It's some kind of bizarre competition with other women. I don't know. And uh, to be fair, on the other side, in many places there is also some type of, of biological problem also with with the men I, I was in a tropical country where uh well I don't want to get into it we can we can get into that but it, keep going do you think that perhaps the these cosmetic measures are I still have to go back to this you said she was fat I think it's a side effect of obesity culture you know kind of and, a cope uh, the acceptance and the embrace embracing of health at every size um yeah i i mean i completely agree that um nobody who's overweight should feel bad about themselves like they they shouldn't and lp and i disagree with on this subject i think that a lot of really heavy people have enough problems already they know they're fat they know what they need to do to lose weight that doesn't mean that they have the self-control to do it i think a lot of them need therapy i think a lot of them need love and support not shame um but mm. i really don't like this embracing obesity. i think a lot of to the point where unhealthy young people are making lifestyle choices that are going to shorten their lifespan and are going to make them a lot less healthy. Yeah. If you're 20 and you're a hundred pounds overweight, you probably in pretty good health condition. Maybe by the time you're 25, 30, your health is going to decline very quickly. And that's the other thing. All of these young people that are dying of COVID that are teenagers, they're like, Oh, he's really healthy. You look at the person, they're 200 pounds overweight. They're bedridden. Yeah. They're so fat. And they're saying, Oh, he was healthy. Otherwise that's not true. It's just, yeah. he was young. And it's very hard to be um, six months from having a heart attack when you're 16 years old. But by the time you're 36 or like even older, that's when you're going to have all kinds of issues. So, yeah, if you want to be chubby when you're young, that's fine. But you're going to have to you're going to have to like accept that you're going to you're going to have health problems if you keep the weight on. So, yes, I'm surprised we don't need to keep talking on this uh topic if you guys don't want but do you think since i can say the word that the trans look become because uh something is pushed where they feel they need to uh, compete uh, uh, what's drag his queens. name uh, yes. where the women so look like to, drag queens yes yeah. they need to compete with drag queen is that a, a thing now among women that that I, you need to I be fabulous believe, 
Yeah, I do believe you've got a point there that drag queen culture, that like how even mainstream, like we have TV shows about drag queens, like that drag race with RuPaul. We have all of this media that is normalizing things that it used to be. Once in a while, you'd see it's, a David Bowie. It's, con it's nonstop in your face. Yeah. Drag queens in the libraries, reading to your kids, drag queens, yeah. like uh, the political, like it's, it's everywhere. Uh, I've never thought about that before like having an influence on how women are presenting but it could be it could very well be yeah. that's an interesting theory it's a convergence on the clown phenotype as you can see uh, and if you remember bind torture kill uh, btk killer john wayne gacy he dressed like a clown again i will try to say this so that those are those are two different killers <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, oh, speaking no, of that, B I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the Harry Styles Halloween thing. Oh, the dress? How <laughs> yeah. he wore a dress? The Dorothy? That had real serial killer vibes to me. Let me yeah. hold on. Hold on, am I confusing serial killers? Who's the yeah, one who dressed like a clown? Yeah, you're getting your serial killers mixed up. That's okay. That's Who's okay. We, you like can clown. keep going, but those are two different killers. But the one who dressed like clown. Was the clown. That, okay, I, John Wayne Gacy... Uh, he is, I think, prototype for somebody like uh, the Jenner guy, you know. And uh, Dennis Rader is BTK. Just see. So uh, okay. Yeah, Dennis so Rader and then John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. So I the Jenner psychotic is. who is running for uh, California governor, and you get this energy from him that he wants to fuck California in the ass, you know, the, <laughs> the Jenner guy. You know, it's this kind of energy, and it's maybe if, if you're an obese girl, you find that empowering i don't know oh my god i haven't seen this that's harry styles yeah this is like his, oh he his... totally looks like a serial killer oh my who god is this? who is these this these are the, the lead singer of a band um god he was in some he was in a boy band i know the name but he wore a dress yeah big celebrity millions of, yeah. of followers i think he's british God, this, this just has like He's serial like, killer vibes. This picture. It made me think I of thought, that when you brought up the because uh, a lot of a yeah. lot of those serial killers do like the cross dressing thing, you know, the the kind of Silence of the Lambs thing. Yep, exactly. That um, the Silence of the Lambs, uh, Buffalo uh, Buffalo Bill. He was actually based on a real serial killer who was a guy. He was a white guy who had a harem of black women that he kidnapped and uh, <laughs> tied up. And he was trying to impregnate a bunch of black women. It's a really <laughs> disgusting story. It was really sad. Um, but one of the women was able to escape. Um, and they weren't, they weren't like working women or anything. They were just normal women. And this happened, I believe it was in like the 80s, but um, maybe even before. It was a really messed up story. Anyway, uh, Buffalo Bill was based on the real guy who I'd have to look up his name. Yeah, so... Yes. Um, were, you, were you done your your point there on the, sorry, the, the tea? I got kind of lost in the, the he, thread he, there. We are kind of mixing different yeah. things. Well, it, we don't need to talk this. I, I, I was just trying to explain where you say evolving beauty standard, but if the convergence is on this clown look, uh, you know, and so I was thinking where this come from and it's the, it's the trans look. I don't, okay. We don't need to talk this because the Zucker face proxy will shut us down. But yeah, uh, sure. Uh, uh, let's switch lanes a little bit, but keeping in line, you know, talking about the obesity and the beauty standard and stuff. A lot of our audience, you know, our main demographic, it's like the 25 to 35 male. 
Uh, a lot of these guys who watch the channel are single and they're, yes. they're trying to just find a good woman. What would be the advice you would give to those guys? I, it's so difficult because uh, I don't know where they are. Uh, you know, it, it, you, let's say America. There is a, there is a philosopher. Uh, so Diogenes Laertius, he has this book, The Lives of the Philosophers, and we, he gives their small anecdotes and quips and uh, lines that they say. And um, w- one of them, I forget who, gets asked, what is the easiest thing in the world? And he says, to give advice. You know, and right. that's because it's so worthless. You know, it's uh, when you you give anybody can give advice, and it's usually not. You need to know where the other person is, uh, what they are like, uh, what girls they like. Uh, right. uh, if I say, th- if your audience wants to get married, I think they should find. I have a an old thread about this in which I try to emphasize kindness in a woman, and I think trying to find a woman who's not a shrew who will not make your life difficult and scream at you. Uh, but as for wife, you know, for girlfriend before, I I don't know. That's different. So Did you say I don't thread uh, like I was in on Twitter though, because your your Twitter account is gone, right? Well, yeah, it's gone. But a pe- look, I have certain proxies on the new Twitter. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, and there is a search uh, engine of my old uh, posts. They are archived, and okay. I will I will link it and. Uh, this was very popular thread. I think Ben liked it. I just said uh, a lot of you are concerned that you might have a girlfriend who's had a high body count. Let's say she's slept with 20 men or something. I think if that's a problem, it's a, it's more because if uh, there's a correlation between women with high body count and unstable personality more than anything else. And I was trying to tell them you should instead focus on this question of, of kindness and so forth. And is this person, because you can find a lot of women who have low body count, but who are mentally ill and who will make your life miserable. You know, they're, you know, they're clean freaks. I, I know more than one man who, who has gotten himself into this situation. And is, uh, but that's wife advice. If, if you are saying they're looking for success with women, uh, I would still give the same advice I I have for a while, which is they should develop a nice physique. And I'm very proud of the fact that I've inspired many men to do that. Um, It it helps quite a a great deal. It helps today. It helps more than game uh, did. Game, when Hartiste came along, Tinder did not exist and these other things, you see. So... And also people went out a lot more. They met in bars and uh, it, they were a lot more open. Now, in part because of Tinder, but because of other things too, people have become more socially cocooned. It's, it's seen as weird in the United States, especially to go up to a stranger and talk. Um, and so very often so-called game doesn't talk. You can, uh, excuse me, doesn't work. Uh, you can gain much more by having a nice physique working out. And if you want bar sluts go, I don't know where nightclubs and bars are open yet, but if you have cocaine, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's extremely easy then to get a woman. Now I'm sorry to say that cocaine today is laced with fentanyl. So you have to be very careful. I, I wouldn't do cocaine in the United States. I, I but... thought you were going to say like magic tricks. No, no, <laughs> like no. If, coke, you... if you have coke, a girl will sleep with <laughs> you today. Uh, but coke is dangerous because of fentanyl. So I, 
I can keep going about this if you guys want. I don't know. Uh, is that uh, what you do? Like, how, how does Bronze Age it's pervert pick up girls? It's entertaining if nothing else. Are I you, don't agree. Are you going to the I don't bar? Ag- and, and I don't agree <laughs> that you guys out there, you want to go get a wife, get some cocaine. No, not a wife. I didn't say a wife. <laughs> oh, I said you, okay. I, if you oh, want sex. okay. You mean if you want those, sex? Okay, yeah. If you want, you, you know. know I mean, not everybody does cocaine though, right? <laughs> like, there are plenty of crazy people who don't do drugs. That's true. But if you go now to a before the pandemic to a nightclub or a bar, you could almost be guaranteed sex if you had coke. Uh, That's not true. Are you kidding me? Maybe in Los Angeles or New York, I would think that maybe. Oh, you mean like there will be someone there that does cocaine? Or are you saying that like every woman would be okay with cocaine? I don't know if 100%, but you would find. And so I don't think there's that many people who do cocaine. Maybe I'm ignorant. Maybe I'm ignorant. I don't think there's enough women who do cocaine on a regular basis that they would. Oh, I think, you, go I think home you'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. Uh, not, I don't you don't, you don't have many. to do it on a regular basis to do it when in okay, Rome. Okay, or they would, right? or they would <laughs> Again, accept, or okay, that would accept cocaine from a complete stranger. Well, you meet them in a bar. Look, I, I do not necessarily recommend this because you hear all these stories now that the coke is laced. I don't want to be responsible for a guy. Yeah, this, you but, don't even take a bottled water from a guy, like yeah, <laughs> but, let alone cocaine. But uh, it, it did happen, Annika, quite a bit, and many friends tell okay. me this is almost a, a foolproof way. But aside from that, since it's uh, dating apps and Bumble and Tinder so important now. And I can tell you, uh, if you have good physique uh, and, and six pack and so forth, it, it helps quite a great deal. Um, and um, if I may, I, give... I agree with that. Y- yes. Uh, if you want, I the, can. The, the cocaine is where I'm like, I maybe I'm ignorant, but it doesn't seem like enough enough people do cocaine for it to be that. Well, I'll, I'll give you the cocaine. Okay, we don't need to talk okay. cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the nice physique, definitely. If nothing else, it gets your foot in the door. It makes women want to talk to you because you're good looking. Yes, and I want to just give quick anecdote. If I, I hope I do not talk too much. You are very gracious. No, no, please, uh, hope, please. So, but since we're talking evolved beauty standards and uh, I mentioned Brazil, which is arguably either the origin of this horrible new clown, big ass style for women that you talked, um, if it's not the direct origins and they are the ones who tried it first because they have a kind of messed up sexual competition culture in Brazil. But last time I was in Brazil, I noticed something uh, quite strange since we're talking about the men now. If you were in Brazil, let's say before 2012 or 13, uh, okay, I will preface this by saying no homo, okay, no homo. But uh, you could see on the street every day uh, at least several guys who had Z's physique. Annika, you know who Z's is? He, he's famous for having a perfect physique. Um, and you could see this. It was uh, really quite amazing. You could see this on the street. And this culture had not fully arrived in United States yet, uh, this working out culture. Whereas in Brazil, especially in Rio, it was... They were fanatical about it. So, And uh, over the last, I'd say, at least since 2016, 17, there's been very dramatic, quick change where uh, that's no longer, it's very rare, extremely rare now. And um, the men look sickly, I'm sorry to say. Uh, they, something has happened. I, I try to figure out what, but uh, many of them have... Uh, bad physiques or are overweight. Is that that we're all going to make it, bro? 
Yeah, well, that Z's yeah. you see him. Yes. So yeah, I, I recognize the the look, and then the <laughs> we're all gonna make it, bra. Didn't he yeah. die at like 28 of some it, rare heart disease? Well, he was doing yeah. steroids. He was on steroids and doing cocaine in a in a sauna in Thailand. You're not supposed to do that, okay? Oh, um, I thought I thought he so, had like some rare disease. Well, I, I, maybe he did, but this is I think the steroids can, can be bad for your heart. Yeah. yeah. Yes, but what's happening in Brazil is is interesting because uh, the men, uh, the the women have be, have uh, actually abandoned the thunder thighs, big ass look, and have gone for this kind of petite, elegant look lately. And the men have become have abandoned disease looks. They don't go to the gym anymore. Many are pudgy, or they are there's this Holocaust look. They are bone thin, and instead they have picked up from Brooklyn hipster culture with heavy tattoos and this kind of IPA hipster culture. Yeah. And um, I, it's hard to understand why they would give up uh, that advantage. The women don't, the women don't like it. And um, uh, it's, 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 done very bad things i think to brazilian culture if you go there now if you thinking oh i i work out because this culture has arrived in the united states so in the united states now in many cities all the men become muscular and so forth so if you think you go to brazil and you say oh i will have an advantage because the men have become that way and so it it, it doesn't work that way see before Everybody was having a lot of sex and it was in the air and so forth. And now uh, this, uh, let's say, decline in, in male looks have led to a very bad sexual market situation for everyone. Uh, the, the women don't like it and so forth. And uh, it, <clears throat> But I see it as similar to what's happening now among the fat girls in the United States that you just talked about because they are replacing, let's say, just natural good looks which you get from working out with cosmetics right they think that piercings and uh, sleeve tattoos and other thing uh, affecting a style they import from brooklyn that that can make up for it and it can't and uh, the women start to have less respect for them you know uh, they pick up leftist politics also as a kind of fashion statement uh, it's bad situation but uh, so, yeah, I guess <clears throat> this is a long-winded way of saying uh, do not go into that direction. Uh, continue, I think, physical culture in the United States can help you a great deal with all kinds of girls for whatever, whether you want romance or just sex or whatever. Yeah, so the, the short version of all that is lift, right? <laughs> go, go yes, lift. I suppose. I'm pretty confident that he had a genetic problem, even though he did do drugs. Yes. In the bathroom stall. I'm I'm pretty confident because I from what I remember of the story, like a lot of people knew he's gonna die um from this heart problem, and that was one of the reasons he was so um positive all the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. He was just grateful to be alive. Okay. Anyway, well, uh, we're not gonna go too much story. longer. I, you know, I told Bap okay. uh I we're not gonna keep him more than an hour. I I have one last story here that was kind of breaking news we can take a look at here this is a rapper da baby who i don't know if you've been following this story bap but he was in trouble with the lgbtqs uh because he made some comments about aids and and probably used some some of the words that mark zuckerberg doesn't want us to use at 
on stage at one of his shows. Yeah. Now he's he's had to sit down and and he's been educated. And so the gays have given him permission to go perform now again. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it all comes down it, to money. If is he's not this, that old. Is this what he, Tariq Nasheed was warning us about? Is has this man yeah. been buck broken? Yep. It's all about the money. I, I I'm sorry. The dual door that has interfered with your show and the connection, and I didn't hear fully what you said on the last phase. Oh, I was just asking if if this uh, proves that Tariq Nasheed was right that that uh, you know that uh, yes. black men are being buck broken. Yeah, yes, yes. I think it does show this there buck broken. Um, uh, can you hear me well? Yes or no? You're you're, you're breaking up a little bit. I think yeah. some, we can understand you though. Yeah, there are some. There are some interruptions. I hope you know. I, I, I've been hiding. You know. You know. Now I cannot see Annika at all. So, uh, yeah, maybe my internet connection is being throttled. But, but basically, yes. Uh, is right, but Rikashid, uh, it's always done his sexual fantasies. You know, and uh, this problem of the download brother has been uh, constant in the black community for a long time. And uh, yeah, <laughs> they are losing out on the diversity uh, championship, right? Right. That's his point. That the gays are the gays are ruling them. <laughs> I, I think it's probably accurate. Right? Uh, Bap, I think part of the problem is that um, the the progressives decided to lump women LGBTQ uh, T with POC, like. They with the Asian community as if they're all. Yeah, it's one all it's community. all one big coalition. Yeah, it's all yeah. one big anything. That's everyone against the white, white man, male. basically. Exactly, yeah. cis white male. If, as long as you're not cis white male, you're all one big community. Like we should all be on the same team. And a lot of black men are pushing back against it when it comes to the um, the LGBTQ plus thing. Yeah. Including- yes. Well, it, it's not. Uh... Uh, actually, I do want to say something about this, but um, I'm, if there are problems with connectivity, I can log out and log back in on a different uh, internet connection. What do you think? Because I don't want this to be so choppy for you. And yeah, the yeah. Maybe give that a shot if it's not going to take too long. Because we're not going to go no, too much longer. Me. But if you can do it quick. Yeah, yeah. I'll be a minute, okay? Because sure. I do want to say something about that. Yeah, I'll be right back. One thing, LP, while he's gone, uh, the reason I have a strong sense that this is all financial decisions is just based on the fact that he's young enough, he was raised in the environment where this was all okay. Right. Well, my, see, what, what makes this story noteworthy to me, what makes it interesting is that he can't just tell these people to go fuck themselves. You know what I mean? Like clearly they have a lot of power and influence, but I mean, you know, Dave Chappelle on the other hand, Dave Chappelle, they tried to buck break him and he said, no, not today. So, um, I don't know if that just means that Dave Chappelle has bigger balls than the baby or more money or, or what, but it is interesting to me that this guy 
who's a big rapper, he has to care what they think at all, you know? So we're just waiting for BAP to come back. I had uh, paused my camera earlier just in case if it helped with his connection. Uh, I, I don't really know. Uh, I, will, I will say while we're waiting here, thank you to the people who sent in the super chats. Um, let's go through these real quick maybe while we're waiting. So we got, uh, let's see here. Zen Master sent a buck. Somebody tipped $3 on Streamlabs, but the name is hidden, it looks like. Bronze Age Hypocrite sent eight bucks and said, curse it, curse it, curse it. Uh, James Russell sent a hundred year, a hundred or something. I don't know what it was, but I saw it had the red color. So very generous. Thank you. Cool. It's it's not knock. It was something else. I can't, it's got a symbol here on my, uh, oh, he's back. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Hello. Yes, Yes. Hello. So I think it should work now. But uh, look, uh, it should be, I think, in principle, very easy to hit on the pressure points of this coalition because aside, yes, Steve Saylor points out, aside from the two minutes of hate against Emmanuel Goldstein, the white man, they don't have anything that binds them together. And in particular, black men are not into the gay thing and the trans thing. And the same goes for other uh, Latino men and so forth, for whom being macho is, is you know, some you could say they're even insecure about that. In principle, it should be very easy to to press on these uh, pressure points. Uh, and Tariq Nasheed actually shows uh, one of big fault lines, especially when it comes to black men, because they have been preyed on by homosexuals. Am I allowed to use this language on your show? Um, I think so. <laughs> the 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 I would look if you go to if you go to third world country now, <clears throat> almost all the let's say the middle aged gays. How do they get off? Is they right. pay very poor Sex state tourism. guys. Yeah, yeah. But even it's not just the tourism; it's the local gays. They pay very poor straight guys. And if you read books uh, about gays in the West before 1950. That's also how pretty much homosexuality worked in the West. A gay man has high interest in a young straight man and pays them for it. It's just that after 1950, living standards in the West rose so much that most gays became priced out of, uh, priced out of this, which I believe is the origin of the gay rights movement because they believed, oh, I can't get the kind of sex I want, but if I can enact these laws, it, it will give me the sexual satisfaction I can't otherwise that type of thing. However, the one exception was, uh, you know, blacks continue to be poor. And so it's very common for white homosexual or other homosexual to pay or try to pay young black men, you see. And so they're very sensitive to this because it come in their communities in the same way that people looking for drugs come, you get middle-aged gays do this and so forth. And so it should, in principle, uh, be very easy to, 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 to press that button, you know, and, and basically, basically break up this uh, coalition on just that one issue. The flip side of that, however, is uh, many black men have engaged in homosexual activity, whether by the means I just said or in prison. And so they are exceedingly 
uh, sensitive about this, just like Tariq Nasheed is, you see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've heard that uh, statistically prison is like the highest in- instance of that happening, like in any community well, around the world. of course, yeah, but... Yeah, yeah that's, uh, I think everything you said there makes a lot of sense. Um, so I, we're, we're at time now. We had a, a super yes. chat question sent in, Bap. Do you have time yes. to take this question? Yes, yes, yes. Thank Great. you, yes. Uh, so EK asks, is Bap familiar with Sir John Glubb's theory on the fate of empires? Can we reverse the age of decadence with return to God or will it get worse? Well, it's very hard to tell where in evolution of, uh, if you call it an empire, but okay, it's a continental power, where in evolution of American empire we are now. Is it Soviet Union in uh, 1980s? It feels a little bit like Yugoslavia in 1980s. On the other hand, it could also be Rome before it became an empire, when it was a failing republic. And... You know, actually, Rome, the Roman Empire broke up uh, briefly uh, at times and was reunited. And uh, so um, it's hard to tell. Uh, it's hard to tell uh, in evolution where, it, where America is right now. But to me, it feels like maybe 1986 Yugoslavia, you know, so make of that what you will. <laughs> I don't know enough uh, about history to make a lot of it, but hopefully the hopefully that. Well, I will just like... ask you. I will just ask you this: supposing it is 1985 Sarajevo or something like that, um, a lot of people on the right who are traditionalists and who are religious and who attack me constantly. Oh, Bap is a neo-pagan and he's uh, this, uh, you know. And they say, no, no, what we need to have is a return of religion and morality. And once we have, uh, we can reverse decline. I'm in that camp uh, a little bit myself, I will say. I kind of tend to take that view. Yes. It's very possible that is good. uh, And if you look at history, Roman Empire, Augustus, the emperor, did try to do that. He, He saw the decay of the Roman Republic and he tried to reintroduce, uh, traditional morality and uh, the strength of the family and strength in the family and so forth. And it had some success, arguably, you know, and then Roman Empire lasted a long time after that. But consider for a moment, if we are in the 1985 Yugoslavia uh, and your concern, as many of these threads concern, is banning pornography or giving child tax credit or this, uh, how absurd would that have been a proposal in 1985 Yugoslavia? The problems that were looming and that happened soon after had nothing to do with these moral issues. So uh, I'm a bit more pessimistic. Uh, uh, on okay, this, I, th- know, I, I think I get what you're saying now. You're saying that the politicians are too corrupt and far gone, like the people in charge and everything and the whole system for... A, a, a cultural moral shift to really make a huge difference. Is that, is that kind of what you're saying? Uh, I, it's, it's even <laughs> worse than that. The, the national fabric is so broken that you have one side, the left is dreaming of racial warfare and murder. And that's a big part of their uh, rhetoric. And what is coming, I believe, is something like 1990s Yugoslavia, where these moral questions of religion and strength of family 
uh, isn't, they're always important, right? But they're not really the issue. They're not right. what's looming, I think. You know, you take Rwanda in 1993, and would you like to have uh, a Tutsi politician talk about child tax credits? It, to me, it's a bit absurd. It's, that's not what's looming in this, uh, in this country. I'm not going to say where I am right now. I've been living in Madrid for some time. The, the people are, uh, are neither... Uh, thunder thighs, nor the other, you know, they're, they're elegant and, and nice, just like uh, in Dune, uh, Paul Atreides. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Do you have time for one more question? <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, Jimmy Johnson sent $10 and said, what are BAP's thoughts on terrain theory and will oh. he ever talk to Ray Pete on a podcast? Well, look, I do not know what terrain theory is, but um, I like Ray Pete. Um, I mentioned him in my book. Some people think he's a quack. I think uh, your audience, do they all know who Ray Pete is? He's, uh, you could say, physiologist, and he has some unorthodox ideas about diet. Um, right, I remember uh, that from your book now, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's similar enough to germ theory. I It sounded similar, so... It's what is terrain theory? I, I've never. Uh, well, I just Googled it for the first time, but it mentions germ theory, and I was going to ask. Um, but it's, uh, you remember guns, germs, and steel? <laughs> so, well, it's actually LP. There's a lot. There's a, um, there's a lot of, I'll send you a link to a video. Um, there's a lot of really good things in germs, guns, and steel. It's basically the civilizations that were able to advance yeah i've, I've heard um, that so, stuff before yeah significantly if it's just the were, whole gums ger guns germs and steel thing then probably, i'm, I'm guessing that it's very similar also the people that um adapted to cold weather climates um are more are better at absorbing and metabolizing vitamin d and vitamin D is very vital to all, to neurotransmitters, yes. everything. It's it's so important that we have vitamin mm. D um, as humans for depression. There's so many things that we benefit from vitamin D. Um, staying indoors all day is really bad. But white people don't need as much vitamin D because we nat we naturally, uh, I guess, metabolize. Process it. Um, yeah. yeah, we process it much more efficiently, but that's after millions and millions of years of evolution. That wasn't just something that happened in a generation. Uh, people that aren't adapted to cold weather climates, like people from Africa, people that don't have um, Neanderthal genes, um, are it's a lot harder for them and it causes a lot of other health issues. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's like millions of little moving parts that go into this. And I think what a lot of people do is they focus on one of those parts and make everything about that because it fits their narrative. So like it's, if you want it to be about racism, it's all about racism. But, so they'll point to that one little thing like the Tuskegee right. project as their um, to essentially, uh, I don't know. We could go on forever about this, but I'm I'm guessing I'm going to look up terrain theory. Well, um, it seems it to be a denial of germ. And I know theory that question and, uh, wasn't for me; it was for you. But I know enough about germ theory, and there's a lot of yes. truth to it, and it makes sense. And I if think anything, it's, it's anti-racist because a lot of people more recently have said that germ theory is very racist, and it's actually not. It's the opposite. It's saying that yes. the reason we have certain health benefits 
is because of where we were. It has nothing to do with, you know, Western culture or civilization. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do almost with the luck of the draw in a way, which is not racist. It's the opposite. Yes. As far as I can see, yes. So what Annika just said, uh, terrain theory is an alternative way to explain where diseases come from when you deny that they come from germs. And uh, I've always been interested in, in unusual theories, um, I, uh, but I'm not sure about this one. But Ray Pete, you, you guys should have Ray Pete on your show and talk to him about the evils of seed oils. He's one of the uh, trailblazers uh, yes. bla in that. Like, wait, see, like, um, I've, like, I've been trying to tell my wife to, because my mother-in-law too people? does a lot of cooking, and I try to say you can't use what? seed oil, but I'm, I'm not aunt, like, a... what type of? Wait, 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 like all seed oils about? Well, including avocado uh, and he, he he's uh, very much against avocado as well, but most of all things like canola oil, cottonseed oh, oil, is, oh, that's garbage, uh, soy oil, all the pufa, yeah, those uh, are the bad. polyunsaturated fatty acids. Yes. He believes and hydrogenated oils, vegetable yes, he, oils. He, yeah. he believes uh, so many modern health problems come from yep, uh, consumption of uh, polyunsaturated fatty acid. Um, yeah. And uh, he goes in quite in depth uh, in the techniques of this, if you want is to he, get him on the show. Is he a fan of coconut oil or like MCTs? Very like much, very much. Yes. Okay. okay, then he's good in my book. Because that's all true. And there's, there's a lot of science to back that up. That's not quackery. That's like real hardcore science and the people that have switched to MCT uh, to medium chain triglycerides have just really good health markers compared to those who didn't. The only thing is um, it is a saturated fat. So you still have to limit it. You can't have unlimited amounts of it. But that, yes. and then, um, high fructose corn syrup, no animal on the planet is designed to, um, to absorb that and, and live. Yes. So. Uh, yes, if I may, uh, uh, by the way, Ray Pete is uh, against high fructo fructose corn syrup, but he believes it has starch content. He's not against sugar, and I think he mm. is probably right about that. But um, I, yeah, I agree. He, he's mainstream uh, and safe to have on your show. Another guy I can suggest you have on your show, uh, related to terrain theory, but not terrain theory, uh, is Peter Duesberg. I don't know if he does shows, but Peter Duesberg is the head of the biochemistry department at the University of Berkeley, I think. And he's always denied that HIV causes AIDS. Uh, and uh, that is, it's not, you know, it's not a denial of germ theory, but it's an unusual position by uh, um, somebody very major. Um, you know, I just uh, another... I just did a video on uh, I don't know if you know the story of Simon Mull, this this Polish anti-racist uh, poet who immigrated from Cameroon and and spread a lot of AIDS around. I, I learned the story from Mencius Moldbug Man on Twitter, but a lot of people were were saying that in the comments. They were saying, "Oh, AIDS, like AIDS isn't real, basically." <laughs> and I've never, well, you know, I'm not really familiar with that. Yes, obviously, you know, there are, there's a vulgar version of the theory, which just, you know, and then there's, he goes into quite some detail, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, and there's a, an investigative journalist, a woman, I forget her name, she's quite good, it's not Cheryl Atkinson, but it's someone like that, and she wrote many mainstream articles popularizing these views, Peter Duesberg, and others who deny the mainstream AIDS narrative, which can range from outright denial, but it it can also be of the form, 
well, a lot of what gets called AIDS in Africa actually is not, you know. So right. uh, it, it's a variety of, of wasting diseases and African governments call that AIDS, even though it's not diagnosed formally, uh, mm. you know, they don't do a, a microbial test or a PCR, but it's they just say it's that because they get funding and so forth. But, uh, well, that's for another show. It's a long talk on that, if you wish. But, uh, you know, I, I, I would highly recommend the idea that Peter Duesberg or this investigative journalist, I forget her name, but I will send it to you, LP. Yeah, it sounds good. And uh, I think we can wrap it up here. I, I know we've already gone over time. This has been so great, though. I'm so glad we got you on because, you know, after we were we were talking about this for like a year now. And then after yes. you got banned on Twitter, I just kind of thought, well, there goes that. <laughs> so it's it's just been great to have you on. Really interesting conversation. Thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor. Sorry it took so long. And uh, again, if I am a bit out of it tonight, it's because they attack me with pigeons. Uh, I am not on Twitter, but I do have friends who are and uh, Latino bodybuilders for Hellenism at Latinx Putler. Uh, I suggest people uh, follow them, you know? Yeah, and I also, I put links in the description. I'll I'll add the link to your friend uh, on Twitter there in the description. And then I also put links to your Telegram and also your Gumroad, which as far as I know is the best place to get the uh, podcast. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, yes. Thank you. This is very kind. Yeah, Caribbean reasons. (laughs) Well, Yes, but it's a pleasure to be on your show, LP. And uh, well, any, I can go. But anything else you want to ask me? Or uh, just if you to... had anything else you want to plug, I know you're you're writing like in other you you have other publications that you've written and stuff. So anything else you want to plug, please do so. Go ahead. No, uh, I mean I did recently write article on. Uh, monarchism because you know the neo-reaction people and also the traditionalist catholics they support monarchism and i think uh their promotion of it is very inadequate and so forth so i i gave but i don't want to talk about and plug things i say uh, i would like to come on your show again to talk about uh unusual uh animals and the african hunting dog and the hyena and things like this if you wish to talk animal life i like very much the african hunting like, dog is like one some of the, david Attenborough. yeah they're one of the smartest animals they coordinate their hunts they bite out of you before they kill you just like the bear does they don't care they just bite you and, and eat you alive yeah absolutely we'd love to have you back on sometime are you familiar absolutely. with the bonobo I know, but are you calling me bonobos? It's very insult. <laughs> now, I am a champion of the uh, orangutan. Take of the, I am Run. a champion of the orangutan, not the, mono, not the bonobo. Why the Anglo promotes the chimpanzee and the bonobo, which are violent animals, and the gentle orangutan is, uh, is you know, he's not promoted. Why? why? And the baboon. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll table that. We'll definitely baboon have you on surgery. again. I'm going, to, yeah. uh, I'm going to end it there. Thanks again to our guest, BAP. And thanks, everybody, for watching. Thanks to the people who sent in the Super Chats. Really appreciate the support. Uh, have a great night, everybody. Stay safe out there, and we'll catch you all on the flip side. Peace out. Very good. Goodbye. You could talk about the reprint.